homecoming for the GOAT. Gronk is still hurt, and we're giving thanks to be Patriots fans on this Thanksgiving edition of Patriots Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Beastie Boys. It's been a while. Showing a little gratitude. Heck yeah, buddy. Great tune. On this Thanksgiving Day week. Plenty to be grateful for in Pat's Nation. Yeah, I mean, the Pats bringing home a W their first in three weeks. We'll take it. Going to the Bay Area to get it. We'll take it. Little homecoming for the GOAT. Number 12, TB12, Tom Brady. And number 11, Julian Edelman. Uh, Getting it done. That is, that is. Gang, thanks for uh, dropping in on us uh, on our weekly discussion of all things Patriots. Um... Who's in the house tonight? D-House, why don't you say who you are and how they get in touch with you and all that jazz? Sure thing, Mike. Name's Dennis Harris. You can find me on the Twitter sphere at D-House, D-E-E-H-A-A-S. D-House. Speaking of those homecoming heroes, it seemed like uh, he might have been forcing the ball to Jules. Do you think that was... uh, Pat the stats, or is that was like thinking a, that might be the case. Like going into the game, and then Jules gets the first touchdown. It's like I mean, he just wouldn't stop feeding him. There was, I mean, a lot of it was kind of game plan dependent too. It seemed like they had come into uh, they being the Forty ers kind of come into the week hearing all the whispers of how they can't stop the run. Right, and they were just determined. You know, seeing everybody in the league getting you know suffering blunt force trauma right. on a weekly basis they're like oh my word this you know m- machine of a running back is going to come run over us he must be stopped so it was a lot of eight man boxes right some nine man boxes so i think it was just kind of getting it out there spread the field and, you know he didn't have the big sasquatch out at tight ends he didn't he did know? not yeah that's i mean the one knock we're always nitpicking looking for things to you know analyze and mm complain about fanalize i believe there it is fanalysis but uh yeah i mean without 87 there i mean we've seen plenty of periods where you know if jules isn't around we see him forcing it to eight seven but definitely the first bit of a tale of two halves in this game um and i I definitely was getting worried there for a bit it seemed like he was really kind of just zoning in on on jewels yeah it seems like that's kind of like you know bill always talks about how teams are starting to take shape here once kind of thanksgiving you're kind of finding out the team that you are you know right. and um and the, the, you know as jules said in his post game with uh with prime i think he was like this is when the real football happens after thanksgiving oh, yeah. and all stuff but uh it, it seems like they're showing up as a team if you were to describe them as like they kind of feel out their opponents a little bit in the first half. Take a few then, shots. And then, you know, make some good halftime adjustments, as you expect from the best coaching staff of football. Yes, sir. And, you know, make those good adjustments and then kind of have a better second half and blow teams out. And it's like, it's not a bad image to have. Right. But it is like you are kind of playing down some, some of your competition a little bit in these first halves. I mean, 13-10, game at the half? It with, did. With the Niners? Yeah, it was, it was. I was a bit worried. I was a bit worried. I mean, the defense certainly has looked vulnerable and definitely looked vulnerable in that game at times. Yeah, and it seems like maybe there's a few doghouses going on out there. I mean, Jabal or Sheard, my boy. 
Yeah, that's still another head scratcher. We haven't Didn't really make got, the trip. Yeah. Healthy Didn't, scratch. So there, there's definitely some uh, tinkering going on, and it seems like not all of it is maybe on the field related. I'm not sure what's going on, but yeah, I don't know. It's definitely good and bad. Belichick's, uh, I don't know if we've dissected this on air at all, but the strategy when it comes to you know dealing with the media and keeping them in the dark, you wonder if that carries over to the team, does it have the potential to sort of cause some mini rifts? I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, uh, that's spilling over the team. That's strictly reserved for the media types. In fact, uh, Bill actually... You think he's an open book when the, when the doors are closed? Well, it was interesting because he caught kind of like once... The, the wise ass dude in the uh, press conference has asked him about the butt fumble. I don't know who it is, but he his name his voice is very familiar, and like he kind of sets it up in a way where, and you hear the voice. It's like he knows. He's, oh, this is going to be a wise ass comment. Yeah, you know? and he's like asking like, "Hey, do you have any uh, need to review the butt fumble or something like this?" Yeah. He's just like dismissed him. But after that, dude went like some other people asked him about kind of like the the captains and sitting in on captains meetings and positional meetings. And, you know, he really kind of went, went for a while talking about how he disseminates information to the rest of the team, you know, through the captains and oh, stuff okay. like that. Cause he can't root. He can't like, you know, uh, meet with every guy on a weekly right, basis right. and stuff like that. But I thought it was actually pretty, uh, I mean, in between all the, I'm not going to give you shit. Right. Talk. He sometimes slips. If you into push this, the right button, if you yeah, ask him about X's and O's or I historical think if you stuff, the wise or, ass guy asking the questions, <laughs> you have a chance of getting like get a bit if more you leeway. Ask anything that's like remotely a football question, you have a chance that right. he's going to go in depth. So it's always nice to see him kind of actually share and actually answer a question. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's it's very forth. true, man. But I mean, I think that. This just, guy's been doing it for so long. He's had so much success. I, I right. think that the teams that have that sustained success, consistent success, uh, have that because of there is no communication issues. I mean, that's yeah, you, the key. you'd think so, and certainly the results speak for themselves. I'm just thinking, you know, if you're a guy three weeks ago who's, you know, your pals with Jamie Collins and now yeah. all of a sudden you get shipped out, if there's not more discussion behind closed doors, I would think there's a decent chance you're going to be rubbing some people the wrong way. If there's no... You know, if all you're getting, all you're left with is the same questions that we're left with as fans, you have to imagine might be a couple angered dudes. But I have a suspicion that they might have a you know a better sense of what was going on than we do. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And then, like, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be squashed by the veteran presidents that's in that. Like, if right. there is like that's on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Ninkovich and Devin McCourty are just right. going to squash that shit. You know, it's like, okay, this is the way he does things. Maybe it hurt your feelings. Maybe you lost your buddy. Right. But you know, I'm I'm wearing a few rings because of this guy. You know, only yeah. one ring in those guys' case. But hopefully, they'll get another one before they get out of here. But do I have to bring Teddy Bruschi in here with his three? Come okay. on in, Teddy. So you have to show it in your mug? <laughs> in your mug, kid. In your mug. Yes. Um, be that as it may. Be that as it may. Second half was definitely a better showing across the board. Also, even, you know, at their most vulnerable against, you know, the 49ers, even in the first half, you know, starting off the game, they looked vulnerable, but they did, as they've tended to do, you know, good seasons and bad, they did clamp down. They had a good... Goal line stance there. 
They did. They well, got off to such stance. a good start. You know, they did their usual deferring to the second half, you know, so they kicked off to them. Then they get a three and out. Mm-hmm. Bingo, bango. There, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, knock put on this defense because they can't get after the quarterback. They get a sack on that first three and out. Old right. Patty Chung comes in, grabs an ankle. That was big. Yeah, that was, uh, that was huge. Yeah, they sent him on the old blitz, and it, which they is rare. Five sacks. Something like we that. We looked that up. Yeah, they had a, they had a couple. I know Van Noy came in with a sack. Van Noy is nice. his, uh, his first uh, game time as a Patriot. Yeah, it was nice to see him making a, his presence felt right out of the gate, you know? Yeah, I mean, it seems like, you know, they're still kind of feeling out who's going to be in there at linebacker, you know? Because mm-hmm. our boy Landon, you know, for as good as he is versed as a downhill hole filler against the yeah. run. Kind of like the Brandon Spikes type of role, you know, where you have that thumper. Yeah. But he's not necessarily going to give you three downs. gets exposed in coverage. Uh, Yes, five sacks on the day. So that's pretty good. Not bad. And they got him in that three and out. And then, uh, you know, unsung hero of the team, Danny Amendola, gets him in great position with uh, that punt return. That was great, yeah. I was waiting for the holding call or something to pull that one back. Yeah, exactly. It was nice to... Nice to get away with one. It's, but so, it's, it's so rare to get away with one these days, you know? Yeah, this is true. As soon as but, you're around that corner. I mean, you can call a hold and call on any, every play. It's like pretty dang said. true. Just keep yeah. it within the shoulder pads and you'll be all right. There you go. There you go. Gang, thanks for listening to us. This is our weekly relevant discussion on all things Patriots. Patriots Rap 360. He's Denny Harris. I'm Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for dropping in on us. If you do want to stir said relevant discussion in a different uh, direction, you can do that by jumping on the YouTube live chat page and just uh, shoot us a question in there. We're monitoring that. Or you can hit up DHAS at DHAS on his Twitter. And, uh, you know, if you're not following along live, you look during the week, hit us up in the comments section of the YouTube. You know, let us know if we're doing a good job, bad job. You want us uh, to talk about something else next week, we would love to do that. So um, let's get an update on uh, Tom Brady's uh, shiniest of all his toys, Mr. Rob Gronkowski. There were reports that he wasn't going to practice today, but he did end up practicing on a limited basis. He did, yeah. So that's a good sign, question mark. It's kind of a step in the right direction because it was kind of like the reports I was hearing earlier today where it doesn't look like it looks like he's going to be a no-go for the Jets. Right. But him even showing up limited practice today, that means uh, that might not be the case. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it shakes out. They definitely seem to handle that dude with kid gloves. And, um, and I think that's rightly so. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, much like the beginning of the year where we didn't want him to be rushed back, you know, until Brady got back anyway. Right. You know, some interesting um, uh, stats I heard today, um, you know, because these guys are such a prolific tandem. Old, that uh, they are. Tommy B, TB12's uh, quarterback rating in the red zone since 2010 with Gronk on the field. <laughs> 91 quarterback rating. Pretty solid. Without Gronk on the field, that plummets to 57. Wow. Yeah. So there's a big disparity there to have that. Uh, that is a big disparity. Gigantic creature with the biggest, uh, you know, catching radius in the league out there to snag some passes for you. You know, and a lot of people like, uh, you know, yours truly in uh, Daily Fantasy might have thought that was going to be an uptick for old Marty B. But it seemed like he was blocking a lot. He was de- he was in fact blocking a lot. Yeah. I and mean, when he wasn't blocking, until I think he had ended up with uh, let's see, I think I got it in front of me. Yeah, just about one that one catch of fourteen catch. yards. And yeah. I think maybe yeah, just targeted one other time. So yeah, I, you know, there, I did see him getting smothered a couple times. 
but uh, I was I was surprised to see that as well that he didn't. That could also be kind of you know dependent on like what we talked earlier about the aforementioned uh, eight or nine man box. That could be a situation where yeah, you know he's brought in to to pass protect in those instances or or block for the run. Absolutely, and you know not to mention with the injuries on the whole line that have been. You know, Seabass is now, he got shipped over to the, the IR. Oh, the full season IR, so we're not getting him back. It's a wrap on him, and there's speculation that might be a wrap on his Patriots career. There, you know, just early talk. There's, really? There's some folks that think that might be. That's it. Uh, we'll see. We'll gets, see. I mean. He's been a, I, I've enjoyed his presence on the squad. He seems to, you know. Have a quiet way about them. Both of our tackles, I think, kind of fit that. Yeah. You know, and, but they seem to like get a adequate job done. You know, Vol- yeah. I mean, n- neither one of them is going to be confused with Bruce Armstrong. That's for sure. But I, I definitely, if I had to choose of the two, I, I'd be more in the uh, Volmer camp. Yeah. Than the Solder camp. Just he had that one bad series there in the in the second quarter where he had the touchdown call back on a holding. Yeah. He held, yeah. and then he had like a false start. A yeah, that wasn't. There. It wasn't doing doing so good out there. It was not his finest style. Uh, one thing I noticed, kind of rando comment, but uh, Andrews, you could really—I don't know. You're if You're in the right place for rando comments. Rando, rando Calrissian. Mm. Um, you could really hear David Andrews hollering. Kind of, you could just hear the communication during that game. I don't know if you picked yes. up on that as well. I, I like the offensive line. Yeah, part. I love that too. I like that you could just hear mm. him being vocal and some of the young guns on the whole line. I, you know. Between Tooney and Andrews, yeah, and you know, I Shaq Mason's Shaq, a second year guy. You know, on running plays, you see that dude getting down. I mean, that was the story on him too. But you see yeah. him getting downfield and blowing some dudes up, which is kind of nice to see. The athleticism. It's um, interesting you bring that out, blowing people up downfield as offensive linemen. But there was a play in the game, and actually Trent Green kind of commented on it. It was actually some pretty good uh, color commentary out of Trent. Uh, rare, yeah, it was a little bit rare, but um, he was saying how uh, good job, like on the Pats lineman for not getting down that field. Do you remember that play? I think oh, it was yes. in the second quarter. That was like a screen to Lewis that Brady just like pumped once, pumped twice, and then finally got it to him. Yeah, and that was like that's which brings amazing. up the point as well. The Dante. return, the return of Delu as yeah. well, old Dion. Oh, oh yeah, do Oh yeah, sorry. But I mean, I thought we had to have our weekly, uh, you know, Old stroke job of uh, Dante Skarnick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely the, the his angle for uh, consistency has been paying off. I mean, there at least yeah. may not be his his first choices out there at this stage at some of those spots, but definitely been more consistent. Definitely across the board. Uh, but yeah, Dion Lewis back is awesome. I mean, didn't take long to. You know, have his presence felt oh, on yeah. that first series. He converted a third down with a little Shaking shimmy shank. Yeah, leaving no. a dude. It's like, oh, man. It's exciting. And then there's like, you know, there was a time out there, a few plays where, uh, where what's his name was out there? The other short back, James. James White. James White. Yeah. And, and, and Dion Lewis is out there, you yeah. know? And it's like Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman. Right. It's like all my... Under five ten and under weapons, it's like my name's Tom Brady. I'm the mayor of Munchkinland, right? And we're here to hang thirty five on you. Get these you guys know? in open space, it's baby. Like boom, and you know you should tell it was a little extra extra pep and old eleven step. You know him being, oh, uh, yeah. no you know a Redwood City boy, and uh, no you know, I think he said he had, he had to get thirty five tickets for the game. So they went to him early and often. That's for sure. 
17 targets on the day for Jules. And what did he end up with? Like nine catches? Eight catches, 77 yards, one TD. Um, yeah, I, I did think there was one play. I'm trying to recall what it was. Um, looking back through my notes. There was a, one of the big runs for LeGarrette. Not the one that got called, called back. But uh, on one of LG's biggest runs of the day, Malcolm Mitchell downfield with with earning some Tommy points, getting a <laughs> big block, and that, to me, I you know I thought that turned some heads. And then, you know, he had the one reception, and then he had the huge, kind of had a, a clutch. I think it was a third down conversion before the big TD, which was just a thing of beauty. Brady just dropping that thing in there. We, uh, you know, on this program, we've been much anticipating his breakout game. We finally got it. There it was. Yeah, I mean. It's kind of shocking. Hogan, Hogan Perhaps out. the Patriots have actually drafted a serviceable wide receiver. <laughs> it's it's bananas. Looking at the list this week as it came up after that, you know, after ha- seeing some success, just looking back at all the looking back the Chad Jacksons and the oof, so many. Oof. The list is long. Bethel Johnson, oof. Chad Jackson. But for every one of those, there's two good defensive players. This is true. This that's is true. What we got to hang on to. You know. This is true. Speaking of needing defensive players. Are you talking some Alan Branch on me right now? Or are you, uh, Alan you Branch, potentially, uh, I'm not sure if it was synthetic or the real deal. The real deal. I mean, he's like, hey, this stuff was just legalized. He was I'm celebrating. Gonna, I'm going to partake. He's like, I live in Massachusetts. Hey. We just passed it. I'm a citizen. I'm going to have a joint. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Allegedly, he's uh, still legal he's in the appealing NFL. it right now, and he was at practice today, so. Here's the deal with those appeals. I mean, just take the suspension, get it over with, right? We're eight and two. Four games. Four game rip. I mean, you 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 have been a great. He's uh, been contributor. He's been huge. Most consistent guy in that interior defensive line. I believe Hightower called him the MVP of the defense. defense? I like that. You know, Hightower definitely one of the main beneficiaries out mm-hmm. there, scooping up the tackles. The guy whose nickname is High is speaking fondly of the guy whose highness just got him a four-game rip. Your highness. I know. Um, but, yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, but he will appeal it, you know, because I don't want it a situation where he appeals it. Oh, guess what? We heard your appeal. Now you're out. Right. Uh, game uh, 16, week 16, week 17, and two in the playoffs. Right, right. You know? Well, usually you'll get buttoned up faster than that, right, typically? You would hope, and maybe they wouldn't even. I don't know. Could they take playoff games away from a guy? That would just seem so. It would just be wrong for. I mean, for drug that's for now legal. Weed infraction, legal in ten states. Crazy. <sighs> it's a crazy mixed up. I world. mean, like once I guess it becomes more the normalcy, and there's like you know, like, like uh, green nug. The, well, we eat cigarettes, <laughs> or something where they can come right. into the stadiums and put up a billboard and pay them, you know, That's millions of dollars about. a year. Money talks, exactly. So, so once that happens, the uh, I forget, I read it somewhere in the last that week or green two. But will be accepted. The NFLPA has Washington already started uh, doing a little research on the uh, the medical benefits yes. and things like that. Yes. I mean, yeah, makes sense. I wonder to me. what the medical benefits are. Uh, not running and crashing your heads together. What is that? I <laughs> those mean, are probably those, probably those studies. High. Those studies seem to be on hold a little bit. Yeah, they they're at least altered. But it's like you listen to these guys. The guys that do do that for a living, you know, you're 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 
uh, employees that you say you're trying to take care of because you're you know all about player safety and all that stuff. Oh yeah. They say that for pain, this is what they like to take. You know, it doesn't do as much harm to their stomach and stuff as some of the other stuff. Yeah. You know, stuff they get shot up with or popping the pills. Who knows, Miguel? Problem is, the right hands are getting greased with those pills. This is true. Not so much with the joints. political here on Pat's Rap. You know? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Let's get out of there. USA, baby. Uh, so, yeah, terrific homecoming. Uh, I love seeing all the Tom Brady photos from when he was a wee lad. There was that one they kept showing him in his, like, mom's arms. Oh, yeah. He's, like, about the terrified. ball. It's like, yeah. Dwight Clark's the catch, dude. you got to be elated. You'd think so. You know? You'd I think, think so. it was just, you know, past that time, one too many cotton just candies. Just wanted a pretzel or something. Yeah. yeah. He just was... Do also great the... Uh, the Julian Edelman highlights of his youth games. Just he had it back then, shaking, shaking dudes off. And, oh yeah, he was wearing the two one. Yeah, for, was for, awesome. uh, for neon. It Good stuff. Great. Oh yeah, his stuff post game with neon was great too. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, no big deal. Uh, you know, just another one for his mantle. AFC Offensive Player of the Week goes to TB12 Tom Brady. No big deal. Second of the year, twenty seventh of his career. Not a big deal. Tying Peyton Manning for the most in NFL history. Player really? of the weeks, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Did not know that. Yeah. Um, the one yeah. thing the Pats was stressing, a couple things this week, they were stressing get off to a good start, and they kind of did that. They had a little bit of that lull, that second quarter lull that they've been having and stuff. Um, you know, with those couple shoulder penalties that shot them in the foot and just like a couple sacks and whatnot. Um but they did kind of, you know, they they stopped them and then they scored a touchdown. So they did get off that good side, but also protecting the ball, no turnovers, and that was a big one. It was, you know, so that that's kind of, uh, I'm sure, something Bill after the Seattle game really drilled over their head. Uh, that's something that's got to be remedied, and they certainly did that. So that was good. No to question. See. That was good to see. Also good to see TB12 making it happen. Making, taking some plays, making his own, creating his own offense, dude. And that was another area where, again, tale of two halves. But in that second half, Mitchell really, you like to see that kind of communicating on the fly, and the fact that he was able to be a, you know, on the receiving end of a couple of those plays where Brady's ad libbing, yeah. extending plays, and you know. You got to be able to do that when dude. your quarterback does, it, especially when. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, you know the goat back there, uh, lumbering around. But Absolutely. it seems like, you know, good on him. I mean, the guy like goes. You know, this is this is how you get to be great. It's you don't settle for being great. You you have to improve yourself every year, every oh, yeah. off season. This is something you worked on. It certainly looks like maybe on his extended off season this year, he was working on some of his mobilities and his escapabilities. No question. And he showed it a little bit. Did she have that uh, touchdown to Amendola? Oh yeah. He found him in the back of the end zone. Beautiful. I mean, thing. he did that like spin around. It's like anytime that, was, that play was unbelievable. That Belich. I mean, anytime Brady. He shouldn't ever have his back downfield. You know, that's that's a play reserved for the Russell Wilsons of the world. Yeah. You know, and the, you know, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that know, one play he yeah. had in the game where he throws oh. it across his body, across the field. Mm. Ridiculous. Mm. Off the back foot. But anytime he comes through that and he's not annihilated and on the ground writhing in pain, I'm just like, oh, thank God. That play to Amendola was unbelievable. It was like a fadeaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was ridiculous. Amazing. Ridiculous. But, yeah, the, just to talk, wrap it up on, on Mitchell, I mean, 
I just thought it was a huge game for him. Like, he gets the opportunity with Hogan going down, getting more snaps, and helping out on those broken plays and coming through. I mean, you get your number called, and he's contributing in a number of ways. That it's, block on the Blount play was oh, huge. Oh, yeah, it was huge. So, I mean, that got him an extra 15 yards. Absolutely. So it's all good stuff. I was bummed that the uh, the commentators didn't pick up immediately on the fact that it was his first career TD also. Like, yeah. It took him until after a commercial break to, wow. you know, you got to – get people fired up over that that was i think we were on the cbs c squad yeah i think one, so, so i'm pretty sure it was uh what are you gonna they do? weren't fu- they weren't firing on all cylinders too do you notice that by yeah. the way gumble old gumble was by the c squad yeah old gumble to gumble that's what we need coming back <laughs> huh? 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 gumble to gumble exactly um oh gumble to gumble yeah i mean happy about malcolm though Happy to see Dion back. I think all these weapons, and then Gronk, like you said, you got, like can't be mad about the kid glove sitch. It'll be interesting to see if he plays this week. But what's shocking to me is that if, especially if he's out this week, that he went back into that Seattle game, right? You know, and it's like if it's yeah. if it's, I mean, they're very, being very dodgy about it, calling a chest injury. But then I've heard perforated lung thrown around. Yeah, I feel like those kinds of injuries are, you know, that's one of those things where I'm all right, I'm all right, and maybe oh. Turns out you're bleeding internally, or yeah. or it turns out your lung has a hole in it. Yeah, like I'm a little short of breath out here, coach. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, that, um, it must be your lung filling up with blood. Yes. Yeah. Oh, perfect. You'll be fine. <laughs> Rub some dirt on. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh boy. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, going back to the the Marty Bennett talk, it has been interesting the way his season has kind of unfolded to this point. Um, you know, he's had some huge games, monster games. I think he had a three-touchdown game. Right. Um, and then he's had other games where, I mean, he's also a beast blocking. So the dude, he's definitely added a lot to the team. I think his, you know, much like Gronk, I mean, he can really do, he can give you a lot. So, mm-hmm. But it has been interesting. You would think, like, I don't know, you never see a game where when Gronk is healthy, that he would be used in that capacity only. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to see Marty being used exclusively almost in that fashion, I want, it makes you wonder, maybe is he not at 100 I mean, no one's who's at 100%, but you know. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it seemed like there was a couple games early this year where he was kind of used in a blocking capacity as well. Yeah. You know I, I mean, thought he was dinged up at that point, at that yeah. point though, too. Yeah. Maybe so. I don't know. It just know. seems like they're I'm so guessing. game plan dependent, you know, that that, that could be a situation where it's yeah. like we're going to be run heavy this week or right. we're going to leave you in because they have, uh, you know, a bunch of sick edge rushers and you're going right. to be chipping them or double teaming them or whatever. But, uh, you know, in BB we trust as that, as far as that scenario that goes. That we do. You know, it can be discouraging at times you have Patriots on your fantasy team, but, you know, what are you going to do? Speaking of trust, mm-hmm. where is your trust level right now with Mr. Steven Goskowski? Oof. Now, granted... <laughs> where is your trust level with anybody in the league? Apparently, yeah. I mean, what a bizarre historical day Yeah. on Sunday. What was it? What was the final number at on missed extra points? It was off the wall. Was it uh, 12, I believe. That's insane. 11 or 12. Granted, you know, it's a different play now. Um, and, you know, in our game, we at least had the wild weather. Yeah, it's like it makes you, you know, on a week where we're here on this particular show in particular, in particular, particular, uh, particularly, particularly giving thanks to being, 
you know, Patriot fans. And so we get to cheer on a weekly basis for the that greatest to ever do it as a quarterback Go. and the greatest to ever do it as a coach. And, you know, but on a wider level, why don't you as an NFL fan give these thanks to old BB this week for making that great extra point yeah. suggestion? It's now and a competitive play. It thanks sure for the guy. is. And it's, you know, it was something I used to fast forward, you uh, know, past. Not anymore. It was a goofy afterthought kind of play. And now, I mean, certainly after this past weekend, we see that it is not. Yes, it's pretty crazy. It makes it interesting. And, like, you know, if you have, you know, degenerate gambler friends that are doing squares every week like mine are, you know, it makes it a little interesting when oh, the yeah. numbers come up too, you know. It's you pretty know, true. Kind of uh, extreme. Extra drama. Extra drama. Don't want no drama. <laughs> Uh, just to put a little button on the mass unit, uh, mash unit uh, down at Foxborough. Uh, two guys didn't practice today. So we saw the Gronk was uh, limited at practice, as was Marty B, as was Chris Hogan and Julian Edelman. But uh, not practicing Tom Brady. So I don't really want to get into it. I mean, could this be some of the quad issue from the Camp Chancellor a few weeks ago? Yeah, I mean... He'll we'll be see. out there. He'll he's going to he's going to suit up and play. I mean, he just played four quarters, so yeah, you would think he'd be out there. And Matthew Slater, who was seen after the game in a walking boot the other day, is a right foot injury. I can't remember the actual play, or even if it was, but I, there was one play during the game on a kick return, I believe, where um, some scrub wideout who's played special teams for them, Rod Streeter, yes, uh, dove at his legs. You know, he got a, he got a flag for that. Yes, he did. But I saw Slater after that still in the game. It yeah. was like a gunner on a punt. Uh, so it wasn't that. Trying because to pinpoint I thought it. initially that might have been it, but I, I couldn't pinpoint it going back. And you never know. It could, have been that. it could have been that. And then his internal bleeding got the best of him kind of sitch. I guess so. He was running pretty well, though. Uh, but that would be a guy I'd like to get healthy as soon as possible he yeah. would be missed as much as we've lauded the uh and they had a nice, another good game the special teams units uh this past weekend definitely setting up uh the pats and good field position i just really like having the uh you know if it's not edelman it's amandola back there and you get to go mm-hmm. to uh you know a, a reliable veteran back there you know you see some of these other teams They'll have a young kid back there, and he'll be making awful mistakes. He'll be catching punts on the five. You know, he'll yeah. just be making much aw- like, awful plays, much like, like Cyrus at the beginning of the year. Yeah, although he had he was back there at the end of the game, which was interesting. Cyrus is coming along a little bit. He's know? coming back. He's starting to get out of the doghouse, or at least would seem like he was in the doghouse for the majority of the season at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it'd be, just with the secondary the way it is, at least at corner, things don't seem they still don't seem all that settled to me. Well, uh, at least yeah. where you'd like them to be. Rowe has definitely been getting the start the last few weeks. So that's another thing. So is is Logan Ryan kind of another doghouse guy? Seeing I mean, he had a pretty seemed like he had one of his better games last yeah. week. Yeah, maybe because he got a little fire there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. but he's kind of more in that that nickel role, or you know the third corner role essentially so um i mean butler is clearly your top corner and Rowe yeah. is now i don't know if it's a body thing or matchup thing but but yeah logan i mean yeah and what he's making you, his presence felt though yeah i mean he's, he's 
He's a little Jekyll and Hyde. Sometimes yeah, he bit. shows up and sometimes he doesn't, you know? It's true. Um, I was wondering a little bit, like, what do you think? Uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier. The absence of Jamie Collins. It seems like now, like, we're, as before, you kind of sick him on a good tight end. Now that's kind of fallen towards, you know, Patty Chung. Patty Chung was always in the mix, but now you got, like, McCordy kind of trying to be in that mix, too. And right. He got. He gave up one of the touchdowns, that Vance McDonald touchdown. Yeah, Vance McDonald looked like that. Gronkowski out there at points. Uh, you know, was, he had a pretty solid game out there for them. Yeah, Pretty solid game by Vance. Yeah, I mean, I think that is an area where, I mean, you saw our boy Lennon get scorched a couple times. And then, did. yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see where, where and how they fill that void. So, I mean, and that's a problem throughout the league. I mean, these tight ends now are just matchup nightmares for guys. You, these guys are generational talents. I mean, n- no teams have two of them like we do, but, right. you know, you see the ri- the resurgence of Jimmy Graham. There's just some tight ends that are just Jimmy they're Graham. impossible to match up with. So you have that, like we've kind of talked about it to death, but you have that rare athletic talent like Jamie Collins. He's the kind of guy who you can he can run with running backs – and the dude is a monster. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, though. We're just kind of back in a more traditional setting where you got... Can't stop the run, though. Can't, he couldn't stop the run. It's true. That's the knock. It's true. That's the knock. Getting hung up in traffic, man. Um, speaking of gigantic uh, receivers that can pose a problem, we got the Jets going to the Jets this mm-hmm. week. They have one of their own and Mr. Brandon Marshall. That they do. Um, he'll get his guy back this week, Ryan Fitz. After uh, <laughs> the very comedic quarterback situation Yikes. down there was unfolding, Bryce Petty, you know, it's like Bryce Petty. Well, then they like bring Gino in. Gino gets hurt like right away, and so now what's the deal with Bryce? Did he come in a little bit and then he got hurt? <laughs> he, I don't know what his deal is moving forward. I know Fitz Magic is back in the fold, so <sighs> it's we'll crazy. See. I mean, I always liked Fitz Magic, except for his tendency to just throw a million picks. <laughs> which I, doesn't usually I the mean, fact that he's been in our division long enough I, I'm not mad about no, it no I love that if you're a fan of his team wearing a jet uniform yeah exactly but it'll be interesting to see and also Forte coming into town someone that we kind of were look, taking a flyer on and pursuing yeah he would have looked good in a Pats uniform he does you know he's got, he's got a, you know he's got some Curtis Martin in him I think yeah he seems like a solid dude he's having a pretty decent season quietly on the uh and Bilal Powell, he uh, they kind of mix it up a little bit. I mean, where they've been kind of suspect has been their uh, defensive secondary, right? And uh, so it's like put the spotlight on one Mister Darrell Revis in that one, former Patriot, two twenty fourteen uh, world champion. Um, How's he doing monetarily these days? Yeah, he's doing fine. <laughs> he's doing fine, and the Pats are doing a lot better because they didn't give him any contract. But you know, you know, that's because we don't do that. Uh, but. Uh, he obviously has taken a step back. I mean, Bill today obviously was kind of doing his usual uh, lauding of the opponent, uh, you know, saying how uh, that's one guy I'm never underestimating. Never underestimate right. that guy. That's cool. And they have some behemoths on the defensive line. Yeah, I really they, expected the Jets to be a lot better this year. What yeah, they, I did too. Three I, and seven? Yeah, they are three and seven. Okay. I, I, I was in the same camp. I thought they might be the second best team to, when all was said and done. Yeah, didn't uh, they win but, ten games last year? Or yes, nine? it'll be it'll be an interesting. Uh, I mean, it's not quite a half. We're already further into the season than that, but 
the last six games. It'll be interesting to see how things shape up. Zach, well, Zach what do you East? think about the Jets' chances this week? <laughs> see if Zach's, uh, you know, got his ears on. I produce Zach's a Jets fan, so he's probably back there on eBay just waiting for the show to end. Um, no doubt. <laughs> I do like Todd Bowles, though. I like that. I mean, it was just such a contrast from the all nonsense approach of Rex to the no nonsense yeah, approach. Yeah. It's of pretty Todd funny. Bowles. You know, it's good to see. Hey, you know, have a nice taste of adversity here in your second season. Welcome, yeah. welcome to New York. Welcome Pretty true. Pretty New, true. Well, New Jersey. I mean, time your room. New Jersey Turnpike. Well, the Turnpike's to finest. New Jersey. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it should be. I, I don't know. This the Jets always. I wouldn't say scare me, but I think it'll it'll be a better matchup than you would think on paper. It could be a. I don't know what the spread's at. I'd be interested to know that. Also, call up, uh, maybe uh, yeah, let's talk about those Thanksgiving Day matchups. Get some pretty good ones there. Absolutely. Uh, call up those those spreads as well. Uh, on the injury report for the Jets today, not practicing. Uh, big one on there, offensive lineman Nick Mangold. He did not practice. He's got Mangold. an ankle injury. I don't know if he's been healthy a lot this season, but I know he's a, uh, he's a integral part of that offensive line. Obviously, the center makes it all work. Uh, some other great, big names on there. Forte too. with a knee, great hair. He oh uh, he was a full participant fra- uh, practice. So oh nine yeah. point favorites, the Patriots, or mm. eight and a half elsewhere. But wow, eight at, and a half nine at the Meadowlands. I don't like that. I mean, I, I love home dogs, especially when they're getting over a touchdown. Mm. So I, I'm obviously no, I'm not. You know, I couldn't bet on my team. I would never put my mushness on the Patriots. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I don't want to get overly confident, but, you know, I've seen the Jets play a little bit this year, and it seems like they've already, they're looking forward to golf season. It does seem that way. You know? It does seem that way. So I'm trying to get a second, a second, uh, opinion on that spread. Yeah. My internet's kind of in, in second gear here, though, yeah. and not getting into third gear. we got to give that... Seven uh, and a half. Mouse on the wheel, some cheese. Seven, seven and, and a half. Seven hook sounds a little more plausible, but even still. Yes. Maybe nine was the opening line, and everybody's jumping on the Jets. Um, as far as tomorrow, since you brought it up, and it's uh, America's favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. Yes. My favorite, anyways. Yeah. America. I mean, Mike food Conley. and football. And, yeah, true. America. Uh, I still love it. Me and America may not see eye to eye these days. Hey, you still uh, love it. Still that's love right, it. I do. Um, in other things, American, tomorrow we'll see uh, the Vikings and Lions in a more intriguing than one would have thought at the beginning of the season NFC North matchup. You know what's very interesting is that... Uh, what's that, Mike? <laughs> 29 times on Thanksgiving game, there's been at least three games. Okay? And tomorrow will mark the first time that all six of the teams participating have winning records since 1935. Wow. Is that pretty incredible? How how did that weekend work out? That, was I, that one I, of your favorites? Let me see. Or? That was, I think, our fourth show. Yes. Uh, I mean... 1935. You were just a wee lad. You know, I remember it well. Uh, indeed. Uh, 
But yeah, what do you think about that game? Vikings Lions? I mean, a little bit of intrigue there. I just, I, you know, I kind of like grew up a little bit as a Lions fan because they always played on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like the Cowboys because everybody liked them. And I love the silver and blue of the Lions. I just sure. love their uniforms. I love the, their throwbacks Billy are Sims, among the best throwbacks oh, yeah. as well. By the way. And Billy Sims doing it and then the other 20 after him. Sanders, yeah. it was like, man, that was like my NFC team. And, you know, they never could, like, kind of get over the top. It's you nice. Know, I used to love it when they wing it, wung it around with, like, Herman Moore. Oh, and, yeah. You know, those guys and Johnny Morton. And It's nice just to have a game that means something with the Lions in it, number yeah. one. And on Thanksgiving, a lot of time, it's kind of a... Yeah, it's usually them dragging it down. Yeah, exactly. The Lions, but, like, oh, maybe they'll rise to the occasion. But they're tied for first right now in the old NFC North. This will Both be at for... six and four, yeah. In the NFC Norris, this will be for first place. Um, it'd be interesting to see because the Vikes, I mean, they just they can't protect the dude. They can't yeah. score. It's like all kind of defense. But the defense that was kind of uh, you know causing a bunch of havoc earlier in the season, then kind of took the last couple of weeks off. It seemed like they were back last week and they got some more pressure on the quarterbacks. Uh, I would like to see that they had two return touchdowns, one on a kick. Won an interception tournament. Pretty good for my fantasy team. Yeah, buddy. So I need them uh, together. But, you know, three good matchups. Unfortunately, Andrew uh, Luck has been ruled out now Yeah, for the nightcap. So that might be a yawner in that one with uh, Cold Steelers. Old Scotty Tolzien taking up the uh, he of Wisconsin, Nebraska. I don't remember. I'm getting a Big Ten school with a red jersey. I mean, we, can, we can have our fact checkers right, looking at that, that as you spitball. I will that uh, um, uh, research department. Yeah, that's U Dub. You had it. Wisconsin? University of Wisconsin Madison. Boom. 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 No Boom. big deal. Uh, yeah, just uh, not as good throwback uniforms. The Steelers, those hamburger uniforms. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Yeah, vomit. Some vomit. of the worst in all of the Yeah, sports. not good. Not, not good. good. Uh, so, yeah, but that'll be the Steelers, and that game's in Indy? That game's at Indy, yeah, 530p. And, uh, this is about the time when old Ryan Grigson says, maybe I should have brought Matt Hassel back at uh, a one-year right. 5.5 mil. And much like the other stuff we hear him say, we just ignore it and move on. Right. Grigson? Grigson? Yeah, guy's a hammer. Gregson's a hammer. Uh, Redskins Cowboys, the probably the most intriguing game of yes. the day. That's a big one because I mean, if the Cowboys win that one, they can pretty much run away and hide in that division. They look good. Seems like. They're definitely the team to beat, and maybe the team to beat in the league, other than uh, your New England Patriots. It's a very interesting because everybody's kind of like on the Cowboys nuts. Obviously, they're nine and one. Proverbially can speaking, that proverbially and not in the biblical sense, but. Um, you know, just really, you know, slurping them, uh, you know, to no end. Yes. But, you know, if Washington beats them tomorrow, they're kind of right on their heels. Yeah, the Washington's Giants. been playing well. Giants have won like five in a row. That division's no joke. It's all every year. And divisions. it used to be the NFC least. You know, we would call You just it never know years. who's coming out of that division, I feel like. Every year it's a dog fight. Yeah. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, everyone thought the Eagles were had it figured out. And now they're in the basement in the division for the time being. But I think what it's are they, five and four? Five and five, yeah. Five and the five. Redskins are six and three. The Giants at seven and three. And then Interesting. they're all chasing the Cowboys at nine and one leading the NFL. 
Yeah, it's going to be a good day of football tomorrow. I'm going to take it all in. Yeah, I'm looking forward to between, it myself. Between some turkey legs and stuffing, you know. Maybe a couple of Guinnesses. Hey, um, yeah, a couple intriguing matchups though. It's it should be interesting. It's going to be, be a good day. Um, any anything else you want to say about Thanksgiving? Any memorable performances over the years? Uh, you know, you're not going to see the Latin English game this year. Uh, no Latin English no game. game. I have a hunch. With having well, not well, even looked at well, the record, the hundred and twenty-eighth meeting, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I mean, we could look that up. I believe I went to the hundredth meeting. Really good for you. Good for you. Twenty-eight years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I was like a sixty. Or yeah, that's okay. about right, right? Did you play in any? Oh no, you had moved on at that point. Uh, yeah. I was I was on the sidelines we'll as a sophomore. I was on the sidelines of uh, the what must have been the last loss uh, by the Boston line. Oh, it yeah. was not a good day. That was a it was a very really? cold last week. They've been English every time since. Yeah, oh yeah, and probably fifteen times before that. Wow. Um, yeah, they haven't. Let's see. Oh, they lost in twenty thirteen. Oh, well, who knew? Interesting. Fourteen, twelve. That's Certainly embarrassing. Not you. You obviously weren't in attendance. No. We just, we just pull your alma mater. You'll miss them. <laughs> but I was probably out here. When your alma mater turns into a Chinatown looks YMCA, like yeah, you'll miss it. Looking at old Wikipedia here, it looks like uh, during my tenure, we put a thirty-four-six beating on them, as well as a forty-two to twenty, and those twenty points were probably garbage points. I mean, city league football. I mean, that's not exactly yeah, exactly. Trust thought about anyways, but, but oh, hey, you know. Good memories. Those were good memories, though. Thanksgiving, no high school football. Oh, so good. You didn't realize it at the time how much you would look back and, you know. Looking back. Thought we'd still be playing on Sundays. Guys like you and I, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, history had a different and plan for us. beer came along. And, uh, <laughs> had know, different plans for us altogether. Crazy. Craziness. But, yeah, I always liked the holiday. I always liked the football and the family and the food. Definitely. The All F's. All good stuff. The F's. Indeed. It'll be fun. So uh, we appreciate you tuning in, gang, with us. We hope you guys have a fun and safe Thanksgiving. Uh, and, uh, you know, just eat a ton of food, watch a lot of football, and uh, cheer for your favorite team, the New England Patriots. And give thanks that we that is our team to cheer for. Imagine how bad, like, Browns fans have it. It's Oof, pretty crazy. Yeah. Anyways, for Denny Harris, I'm Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Patriots Rap 360, gang. Thanks for tuning in with us. Go Pats! Happy Thanksgiving. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.